Hey guys, welcome back to the Philcraft Survival Podcast. I'm your host and co-host, Mert. And uh, we're doing a podcast. Oh, that was a good combination. Yeah. yeah. I like doing that it. Was, that transition was way smoother. Typically it's like, and the co-host, because you never know who it's going to be. Typically yeah. it's me, but then everybody's like, well, it could be somebody different. Yeah. I like, I like combining our names and putting my name first. <laughs> But you get Mert. you get most of it because if I did, it might yeah if no it didn't yeah, sound right yeah it's got to be Mert. Well, there's another one too which ends up being a racial slur that doesn't it doesn't Think. sound well. Kai. Oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I would get be that bad. One. Yeah. So we're we're here at um actually Overland Expo West Flagstaff Arizona Flagstaff Arizona it's beautiful the weather is nice yeah the people were nice. Uh, we had great chow last night, great yeah. beer. What was yeah. that place that we – there's like uh, bourbon – It was somewhere in downtown Flagstaff, and I can't remember the name yeah. of the brewery. It was so great that we can't remember, remember the, the name. name. <laughs> great beer. They had like a coconut beer there anyways. Um, I think it's been a good time, and it's not – it's actually not what I expected. Yeah. we Well, we're used to – I think a lot of our – I guess you could consider this a trade show because you have a lot of vendors and people – out showing new products and showing everything about their business, but our experience has been shot show, shit show, yeah, uh, which is always interesting, and it's like so overwhelming that it's just insane. This is kind of has a cool vibe because it's uh, you know a bunch of people obviously they're into the same thing. They're they're here with their dogs. They're camping here. Um, they're doing a bunch of cool stuff. So that's always you know it's cool to connect with people that are easy going. Yeah, I know. It's I think the. Uh the overland, like people who are in the outdoors, like I don't know what they're overlanders. I mean, not everybody at the show is overlanders. Guys showing up in like their Ford Escape, uh, they're necessarily uh, hardcore in the overlanding. But there's there's a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah. So you got the different. I mean, everybody's set up in a booth. So you got the products, you got the vehicles. Uh, hell, you got the food. Yeah. Um, uh, you got everything. You got a myriad of everything, and it's cool to see the highlight of the different genres. I mean, I saw we drove by the Range Rover. Well, you have booth. everything from literally Earth Roamer, which is like a five hundred thousand dollar platform, which is super badass. That rig, yeah, that's over a million dollars, is insane. Yeah, so there's you know you've got everything from that that style of living off grid or overlanding, if that's what you want to call it, off roading. So I'm sure I, somebody's going to get butt hurt about one of those categories. But yeah, it's all together. <laughs> yeah, but. But, but then you have that all the way to kind of a minimalist uh, overland trailer, you know, something that's a little bit more affordable depending on what, you know, your income is or whatever. But the point being is that it's like, you know, one end of the spectrum to the other, which is cool to kind of see how far you can take it or how minimalist you can be. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, some of the things that are interesting, some of the products that, that uh, drew my attention were the Sprinter vans. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about getting a Sprinter van and living in it full time, a 3500 Sprinter van, 4x4. Um, the extended version. I actually priced them out yesterday. Um, I'm I'm selling my house, selling my uh, my truck. Going off grid. Going off grid. You know, I I have only a few opportunities. You only have a few opportunities in life that present themselves to, for the ability for you to do something like that. Right. And you know, I, I actually talked to a woman yesterday who her and her husband. Her husband's an engineer, and they have a product uh, line where they do installs of cabinetry with aluminum frames inside of Sprinter vans. They could do outfit oh, kitchens, cool. yeah. beds, everything. It's really cool. They use bamboo, um, but they decided to do the same thing, live out of their Sprinter van, and they've been doing it for uh, a couple years now. They, blog, they vlog and blog, um, and that's something that I'm going to do. I'm yeah. going to blog. I don't think I'm going to vlog. I think it's a little yeah. oversaturated, and I don't want people into my life that much. <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> you're sitting in the front seat of the Sprinter van naked, like yeah, like hey, here guys. I am again. Yeah, I was just chilling, having my cup of coffee. I want to, I want to blog and talk about the experience because I think it's unique, and I actually want to get a place in Alaska finally that I've been talking about a place for us to be able to take the families and yeah. uh, go there for a period of time and just get away for a little bit, man. Yeah. We need that. In Unplug. Yeah, yeah. It's always good. What's your, so what's your favorite product of the, of the show? Uh, favorite product at the show. Um, man, I hate when you put me on the spot. I think, uh, you know, for me, um, just because, you know, I've been married for a long time. I have kids. So, you know, I, I have to look at things a little bit differently because I, you know, the overlanding scene, I've always been into that. You know, we were talking about that as far as the military is concerned, like we were doing that in Afghanistan and Iraq, living off of, you know, Range Rovers, Land, you know, all that stuff, GMVs. Um, But, you know, because I have a family, like I'm trying to get them into it a little bit more, you know what I mean? And trying to kind of, and I don't want to force that uh, all the way because then they're going to hate me for it. Absolutely. That's how (laughs) it works. I've tried that before with my family. It doesn't work. But, uh, but no, one of the cool things that I've seen um, is uh, I, the Bear Teardrops um, overlanding trailer. So it's got an independent suspension, a queen size bed on the inside. I mean, you can literally live off this thing. It's super cool. And then the way my truck is set up, you know, I've got you know a two person tent that's mounted on top of the CBI bed rack. And now I'm thinking, hey, if I tow this trailer, like I have enough, you know, with that trailer potentially to sleep six people because you've got two inside the trailer. Uh, they do mount, you can mount a tent on top. There would be two there and then two living off the truck, you know, if you wanted to do something like that, which, I mean, if you think about stuff, like I remember when I was a kid growing up and my family, you know, they went to Pismo beach all the time. My grandparents had RVs, trailers, all that kind of stuff. But I like this stuff because it's like, you can go to like Moab and you can go to Colorado and you can hit the trail with these trailers camp in the back country and still have a lot of creature comforts that make it, um, you know, a little bit easier to bring your family along. If it was just me, I just need some type of like a memory foam mattress cause my back's all fucked up. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, I, we're pretty minimalist that way. Like we can get away with just because of, I think our experience in the military, like we like some creature comforts like beer, steak, and a good mattress. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of this stuff is, you know, is easy for us. Like no shower for a couple of days. Hey, that's not a big deal. Well, you know, that, that might not be cool if you're married and have a couple daughters and they're like, ew, I'm gross or something, you know? So yeah. anyways, but no, but having some of those creature comforts is the point. Bear Teardrops trailer does that. Um, I've that's seen, on display at uh, Magnus. Mag- yeah. yeah. It's a, so Travis is towing that trailer. Um, they're a company based out of Southern California doing some really neat things. If you get a chance, check them out. Yeah. Uh, but there, you know, there's some other obviously competitors in that area at Overland Expo West as well. But just the idea of that over, small Overland trailer and its its uh, ability and capacity and efficiency to be able to get off grid and camp and have fun is pretty cool. So. I, I like it, man. I think that's really cool because I I think what you like what you said is you know depending on the time and the amount of comfort you want, you yeah. can get really sexy with it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I added, you know, my rig, my 2016 Forerunner, which is, you know, outfitted with the the uh, front runner outfitter tent on the, on the roof, just like you, right? Um, on their rack, is, you know, I'm not looking for the creature comforts of like a, a permanent living space, but right. I do have like a so- Snowmaster fridge. You know, yeah. my, my vehicle's actually in Snowmaster display in the fridge like a fridge and freezer yep. on the fly. You know, when I was in Yellowstone hanging out, 
it was nice to break open a cold beer around a fire at night. Yeah. And uh, it's also nice to retain or or sustain for a longer period of time food when you're off the grid, when you're away from uh, any kind of infrastructure. So we're planning an Alaska trip this August where we're going to Alaska for two weeks. And some of these, um, you know, things we're talking about are serious considerations and yeah. how comfortable we want to be on the fly. Yeah, and we're talking about, you know, we're going to take push it to the envelope and living off of our rigs and doing all of that. And that's that that's been one of the big reasons why we've set them up the way we have. Yeah, I'm excited because you know Sean and Justin from High Country Cruisers are going to go with this. They're actually going to concentrate their efforts on mechanic the mechanical aspects of potentially equipment failing on the fly, um, but also uh, recovery. You mean you're setting up a team of guys that actually have specialty things they bring to the table? No, it's like (laughs) an operational detachment. Alpha. It's like we're creating our own ODA, man. It's crazy. Overland ODA. Oh, man. We need to get... Oh, well, Jay Sylvester is one that that, uh, owned up to going as well. Yeah, so medical capability. Medical capability, yeah. yeah. You have us. We run our mouths. Yeah, so 18 Bravos. Yeah, we'll be good there. And then... uh, (laughs) We'll have a gun and... And be able to run our mouths well. The cool thing is, we're leaving the commander. We have no eighteen alpha. Oh yeah. So we leave. Well, who needs alpha. those anyways? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> don't, I, don't kill me. One of our buddies out there that I know. was an eighteen alpha. You we know like we eighteen alphas. Guys. There was like a handful that I liked. If we talk two. to you, we like you. So you're actually in a circle. three now. Dan, Dan's the third. Dan actually, is the four. third. The two Dans. Yeah. And then a, a Todd and a Jim were my four. So. I, I know the Jim. I don't know. I didn't work with him, but I heard. And he's a good dude. I got I got that in my life too. I got a Craig and I got a uh, a Dan, and then uh, that's pretty much it. Oh no, I got a Kent. Kent will always be oh, absolutely. Oh, we can't even that's count. True, him. Yeah, yeah, he's act, he's active. But I got Dave too. Dave Pan, oh, Dave P. <laughs> Dave P. Dave P. Um, you know, uh, one of the thing the interesting things is uh, yours your rig is at VTX's booth. It is Rich from VTX. Who's the owner? Yeah, of he's VTX? the owner of VTX. Uh, I didn't realize he's Korean. Man, we did the Korean yeah, bro which, hug yesterday, which was hilarious because when I met him, I was like, you know, I, I didn't know who he was. I'd never seen he him. He's white dude. Yeah. So and then when I met him, I'm like, okay, cool. And then he's like, yeah, man, I'm Korean. And I'm like, well, you're getting ready to meet the biggest Korean on the planet. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, dude, Mike's like 6'1", 225. And he's like, no. He saw me yesterday. I took yeah. off my glasses and because he probably thought I was just a white dude yeah. without the glasses. Yeah. And then he saw my eyes. He's like, Mike. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is a Korean brother. He hung around the whole time. And didn't even realize I was who I was because I wasn't wearing any full craft swag. Yeah. And then uh, I took off my glasses and like instantly he's like, oh, now it makes sense. You're you Asian. are a big Korean Big brother. white guy. Oh, you Asian <laughs> Korean man. Um, but those dudes are cool, man. BTX. Yeah. You know, like, SoCal as well. I'll always, I, you know, I'm loyal to, to the tribe, man. And, and VTX is part of a tribe. And I'm always going to rock VTX, dude. Yeah. They've I, I get, and yeah. they've been really good to us too, and they make a good product, and it looks badass. So yeah, we'll actually be there today. Yeah, efficient, uh, and they look badass, and yeah. the guys are really cool, and they're easy going. So. Yeah, super good dudes that care about the industry and space and what they're doing, and I like that. Um, you know, extending out the the we're talking about temporary like you know comforts where you're like not out for a long period of time, all yeah. the way to the far end of the spectrum, which is probably Earth Roamer. You yeah. know, those guys. Uh, who are in Colorado or doing some serious builds. That's cool, but obviously outside of the bracket for most people that are just normal people. In fact, I talked to a guy. I feel like if I'm going to spend that amount of money on it, like uh, I'd go buy a house in Costa Rica. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) On the beach for half that. Right. Um, Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, With some uh, maids. (laughs) So (laughs) we could get way down uh, the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. we can't do it like last episode. (laughs) Um, So 
which I'm, they didn't have any of those kind of products uh, that we thought they have <laughs> from the last episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We well, thought well, they'd. We well, the exciting thing was, was <laughs> is that you know we that's a patent pending idea, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> you filed. came up it's with provisional. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we don't sh- try to steal we it. We showcased that at uh, at a booth. Yeah. And it, it got a little messy, so we had to. Yeah. All right, the Sibian yeah, seat covers terrible. didn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Sibian's going to sue us probably. Yeah. Um, what we did notice is like the uh, the severity of different kinds of vehicles on the far right of the spectrum. One of the cool things on the far right of the spectrum that I saw um, was these, they're, I think it's Couch. It's a company called Couch where they basically take these uh, uh, two-ton pickup trucks or two-ton uh, deuce and a half yeah. pickup trucks. And they put these um, boxes, basically an ISU 90, it looks like, that's extended. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's right down the street yeah, from yeah, Snowmasters. Yeah. Well, I talked to those people, and you know, the lady quoted me. She's like, it's 140K a euro, which is a couple hundred thousand, a few hundred thousand dollars U.S. But I talked to the people who owned it. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. What do you guys do for a living? He's like, oh, I'm a surgeon. I'm like, okay, what does your wife do? She's a surgeon. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You guys making a million dollars a year each. It makes sense that you can get that. I, so I'm more interested in the things that people can afford. Right. And so, you know, we we are. I'm very interested in these Sprinter vans. I'm mm-hmm. interested in van life, period. Uh, because <laughs> Down by a river. Down by the river. <laughs> Mike's going to be the guy in a van down by I the am, river. I am, dude. I can't Stay wait. away. <laughs> I can't, dude. It's, I'm excited about this because I, I saw, yeah, last night on the internet, I was looking at uh, the vans that have actually stand-up showers in them and the sprinter vans. Damn. And I'm going to have like sniper hides, an urban sniper hide <laughs> in, in mine. It's going to be tricked out, dude. I can't wait. That's um, cool. So EDM. EDM, son. Um, we decided – we actually just did a video. We shot with Jack, our we video did. guy. Yeah. We're actually dropping um, the buzz – in fact, by the time you hear this, it probably on social media, we you'll already probably put see it. it. Yeah, you're probably yeah. going to see a post today. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, I'll let you. Well, we, you know, Kurt and I actually remember the time that we were doing it, right? We, you know, me and Kurt were driving and we were in Colorado, I think, and we were going somewhere like we typically do. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, you know, we get a monster in us and friggin', that's like the, uh, uh, you know, convenience store Adderall for us. Juice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and we get all these ideas flowing. And one of the ideas that we were thinking about was the fact that, you know, in our jobs and special operations in low vis ops, when shit hits the fans, look, when I used to do contract work, I would keep a uh, M4 rack with, you know, a tourniquet, a, a couple Glock mags balled up in between mm-hmm. my feet. Yeah. And if something uh, happened, I had my, uh, M4 in the center console, uh, not in the center console, but in the center line of the, the seat in the console, covered with a shemag, mm-hmm. and I would grab both of those and bail out or throw my rack on and then go to work. Yeah. So we thought about like the application of, hey, what happens when something goes wrong and you need to bail out of your vehicle? Yeah. The interesting thing is in the overland, off-road, hell, even in the, just any mobile platform, you have panels. Yeah. You have the panels that you put on the back of vehicles, and typically they're made of molly material. We actually used to have those in GMVs yeah. that had all the accessory yeah, pouches. Different, uh, yeah, a bunch of different textile stuff yep. that we would have on the back of seats. Yep, and we did beans and bullets typically. We yeah. did the primary things that were going to save our lives. Med, bullets, <laughs> yep. some frags. Yep, and if – we were in austere environments like overlanding. We always carried go bags. I, mm-hmm. Like if you guys see pictures 
of the Defender 110 that I used to roll around in Afghanistan with, we would put those go backs outside of the uh, Defender hanging with a D-ring. Yeah. And when something happened bad, we'd, we'd grab that bag and we retain it. Mm-hmm. And typically that uh, involved a firefight, so some kind of disaster outside of the primary vehicle. Yeah, your mobility or mobility platform gets destroyed and now you've got to move on foot. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I've treated casualties in a couple places, in a couple situations. And I remember one time I was in Africa and I talk about, you know, treating that kid who was hit by a car. I had a Patagonia Stealth Atom uh, fly fishing bag yeah. that had tourniquets in it and I had all my, my med stuff. So it was on me. Yeah. I grabbed it and I treated him. Yeah. Now, if you're a CONUS, if you're in the US and you're just rolling around, if you have a med kit, and this I think about this utility because I, I've I've it's actually happened to me, not in the military, just driving around. Yeah, we've you seen. Know, I mean, all last year driving around training, how the many accidents. Did, yes. So you know, if you're if that platform is an extension of your rucksack, you want the modularity and the mobility to be able to grab that stuff and run. You don't want to have to go to the back of your seat, unzip a pouch that's Molly attached to the seat, right. pull out contents, shuffle through it, and yeah. bring it to the scene of an accident. Yeah. You want to rip the pouch off and bring everything with you so you have the full capability of that med pouch. Exactly. And and so one of the, one of the issues that we identified was exactly that. Right. Hey, you know, the reason it's interesting because we, we, we understand this because in special operations, we've played around with all these textiles before. You'll never really see us utilize with deliberate raids and, and uh, deliberate kit um, have Velcro on our kit because we're rubbing against buildings, we're laying in the prone, yeah. we're in and around vehicles. If we have Velcro pouches attached to our body, they get ripped off. Yeah. So we molly attach them. Right. And so uh, that's that's one aspect. But but the other the other consideration is when it's in your vehicle, you don't need it to be hard molly attached. Yeah. You want to be able to rip it off. Right. And so that is the first problem that we addressed. And I'll let you talk about the second problem. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we were looking at with the the panel for a chair and a vehicle in general is that they they had like one purpose and that was to carry gear inside of the vehicle. And you kind of touched on it earlier, uh, which was, hey, you you could still get stuff off of the panel. It still, you know, gave you extra space. You had pouches, you had all this stuff. But like you talked about earlier, if you had to bail out of your mobility platform or out of your vehicle and you still wanted to be able to have the stuff that was on the panel, you couldn't do that, right? Because it was Molly hardpoint attached. You know, you'd have to zip zip open all those pouches, grab the contents out, put them in another bag. And what that equals is time on the X and you don't have time. So, you know, I think probably the coolest thing about this idea is that we are giving people... Uh, the modularity and the efficiency to be able to have a back panel, right, for that utility purpose of carrying different equipment, med, survival, whatever you want. Like I have a jacket in mine right now, right? But whatever you want inside of that, on that panel, and lo and behold, you can take this panel off of the back of the chair and it turns into a minimalist backpack. So we're extremely excited about this because we did a lot of time or a lot, we spent a lot of time looking in different markets to see if anybody had come up with this idea. And then when, you know, when Mike basically drew the idea out, we were like, holy shit, like this makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense on the civilian application. And it makes a lot of sense in a, you know, a military application. And so when we thought about that, you know, yes, we do have a very specific background being that we both worked in special operations for a lot of, of time. 
But we also, you know, the idea of Philcraft has always been to take products uh, that, you know, that make sense in the civilian space for natural disasters, man-made disasters, and make people more efficient. So that way increases their survivability. So, you know, the idea here with this is back panel turns into a go bag. If you need to get out of your vehicle because of a natural or man-made disaster, it doesn't mean that uh, you're not going to have the ability to not have extra stuff with you. You're going to have a little rucksack with you that has even more med, more survival, maybe more cold weather clothing, depending on your geographic location. However you pack it out is up to you, but now we're giving you the ability to run a back panel on the back of a chair in your vehicle uh, and then be able to get out of that vehicle. It comes off the back of the seat relatively quickly. It turns into a go bag and you're off and moving with this backpack with all the stuff that you had in your vehicle. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're calling it the everyday mobility or EDM go light. It's G O dash L I T E. And this EDM go light bag is patent pending. We submitted a utility patent and it's, uh, it's, it's going through the, uh, the works right now, yep. which is an amazing process and very expensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, when, when looking at manufacturing this bag too, you know, at Kurt, Kurt and me talked about it when we started uh, kicking around ideas, it's the utility and function for not just the tactician, yeah. the overlander, the, the outdoor enthusiast, but we're talking about just normal, everyday people who are doing everyday things. Yeah, you can put this on the back of your seat in a Corolla, and it still serves the same purpose, exactly. which was the intent from the beginning. Exactly. Hey, you know, well, uh, Mike, Mike's daughter uh, was toying around with the bag, and he's Mike Hernandez, one of the guys that works with us, and, he's, and she's like looking at it, and I'm thinking, hey, you could put goldfish in this oh, thing yeah, yeah. and provide, you'd have diaper bags. You yeah. know, this could replace your diaper bag because, hey, I need a diaper. Well, where am I going to source the bag? You have to source it in a bag that's in your vehicle. Right. Well, now it's attached to your vehicle. Yeah. If you need it, you could rip away the bottom uh, pouch yeah. and use what you have to use and then reattach it, yeah. right? And then, it, and then if you get outside of the vehicle and you're a mom and you're going shopping with your kid, well, you don't have a diaper bag. Now you have a backpack that has all your diapers in it that serves and the same maybe, purpose. Yeah, maybe it has your everyday, you know, mobility med kit and exactly. then a survival kit in it. So if something happens, like you're still prepared, you can still change the kid's diaper and you can still have your med kit. So. I, I'm excited about uh, the content that we're going to provide on this, on the utility function of it, because... Right. The education process is very important for people to understand. Yeah. Like, hey, if you're a mom and you have a diaper bag, are you carrying a med kit in your diaper bag? Probably not. Right. Should you? Probably you should. Yeah. But is the utility or function there in that bag designed for a med kit? Probably not. Right. So the way our bag's designed is we have two pouches up top that, you know, one 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 of the things that we looked at is, and we've this is R&D. I mean, this is R&D over our span of our special operations career yeah. leading into the civilian sector. One is... Hey, the pouch doesn't need to be a general purpose pouch the size that you put on your kit mm -hmm. because it could be bigger because yeah. it's in your vehicle. Yeah. So it doesn't and have to be. it's going in a bag. And it's going in a bag. So, and that's a good point, right? The coolest thing about this is when it's a panel on, on the back of your seat, let's say you're rolling it in a Jeep. Mm -hmm. You got the top down, you're rolling through the desert in Arizona. Yeah. Well, guess what? You could take that bag portion that's uh, rolled up on the bottom zip it up so now all your contents are protected on the fly uh, yeah. right and then when you need to remove that bag and it's a backpack you don't have to dig through a backpack to to get your contents yeah it's all organized it's all organized by pouch yeah. you literally reach in the bag rip out the pouch you need right get into the contents yep the recommendation for us is it comes with two top pouches which are two general purpose pouches one on the left one on the right 
I think right now we're going to offer the vinyl, which is a clear see-through option, right. where that would be your med med uh, pouch. Right. All your med con- med content. Con- con- <laughs> all your med con. I'm so excited about this. I'm stuttering. <laughs> all your med contents are in this pouch because now you could differentiate or tell somebody who doesn't know the difference. Hey, go get the see-through pouch right. of med of med contents. Yeah, get get the pouch that has the medical stuff in it. And I mean, now you, can see you, you can see right yeah. through the pouch. You could to grab you could the med stuff. draw with a permanent marker a red uh, cross uh-huh. yeah. over the vinyl. Yeah. and pull in that pouch. Sure. The others the other pouches for the release will be in black multicam. Right. Look, I, I think when we looked at this. It's always like Kurt knows me. My brain, the way it works, like I generate a lot of ideas. Ninety nine point nine percent of those ideas go and are shit shitted in the wind. It's like a fart in the wind. <laughs> all, all the arms. I, was gonna, I thought they were the better than that. I mean, yeah. Well, they're they're cool ideas, but the the you know the evolutionary process of developing and processing or executing a plan of action is typically the ideas generated. It's drawn. And then that's it, right? Right, because we don't have the capacity. We really. have done that a lot. We, a lot. Yeah. We don't have the capacity to to generate ideas and turn them into these cool manufacturing processes. Thank goodness for BCM, yeah. right? John Chang from BCM gave us the points of contact because Burst USA is who we leverage in Chicago. He gave me that point of contact. Burst USA has been in business for ninety seven years. It's an American manufacturer. American manufacturer. Things for GIs. Yep. In the inner city of Chicago, grinding, doing work for America, uh, manufacturing awesome textiles. They do it for Haley Strategic. They do it for a whole bunch of good companies that are doing good stuff. I I sat down and talked with one of their guys, Tom, and a textile guy. uh, I think it's Tyler. And the ideas that they had when uh, coming up with the idea and how it translated to a manufacturer process were amazing. Yeah, we sat down, and this is this is months ago. Yeah, and this is top secret SCI. We just, <laughs> we just sitting on this for so long; it's crazy. Um, so we sat down, uh, came up with idea, went back and forth on the prototypes, and in a short period of time, have designed a a, a basically better than the idea I had right. bag. That's uh, the Gen 1 version of it, that there's no fail points on the bag, um, given the, uh, you know, all their input, like not using t- uh, nylon, for example, not nylon, but plastic, right? which breaks, which fractures in austere environments that has dust and grime and everything else. Right. We use metal fasteners. We used uh, pretty tough Cordura. Yeah. And, it, and it's made very well. We decided to put a Molly... We, we decided to put a Molly extension mm-hmm. in the center of the panel so you could still run your Molly uh, yeah. uh, components. That's right. Yeah, we wanted to give people max ability to to pick and choose what they want to do. And, and I think, you know, from a familiarity standpoint, I can't believe I just said that without screwing that word up. But That was good, dude. Yeah. Do it again? From a familiarity standpoint. <laughs> oh, you barely got that one. <laughs> it was like a tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, it still gives people the ability to have Molly. So if there is something you want to hard mount on the panel itself and having the backpack, you can still do that. But, you know, like Mike was talking about, one of the coolest features of this is, uh, is how, uh, for a lack of better term, sticky the Velcro is based off of what the manufacturer used to be able to carry, you know, uh, a pretty not, you know, I don't know if heavy is the right word, but you can definitely get a lot of stuff in a pouch and it still retains its, uh, stickiness to the, to the panel and the bag. Um, and then, you know, just the ability, I mean, like when you first sent me the video, right, the TSSCI video of testing this out 
and ripping that medical uh, pouch right off the back of the panel because you had to do, you know, treat a casualty right away or something like that. I mean, the applicability of this panel slash go bag uh, from, again, the soccer mom all the way to the first responder, uh, you know, to the tactical military guy. I mean, this thing, I'm telling you guys, when you see it, you're going to be like, damn, like that, that makes a lot of sense. And it's applicable in a lot of different ways from uh, ripping the panel off and you got to get out of your vehicle and go all the way to, hey, I'm with the kids. I'm going on a hike. I can take this panel off now because I have it and I have med supplies. I have a survival kit. I throw water bottles in it, whatever you want to do with it. And now we're hitting the trail and doing a hike. So yeah, I'm excited. I think so the rollout, here's how we're rolling it out. You know, Burst USA is going to manufacture it. We actually have the prototypes in hand. It's already ready to go. Uh, Actually this week, I'm going to uh, initiate uh, the manufacturing processes, but we're going to start with a pre-order sale because look, here's what I like to do. We're a small business, right? Yeah. We're not a corporation. We're not, we don't have any debt in this company right. because we scale everything very small. Right. And so our strategy is, hey, listen, we want to test the market. We want to see if people are interested in it. And if they are, we're going to do that based off of a pre-order, based on a pre-sales. Yeah. And then, yes, there you will have to wait. Yeah. But there's some incentives involved. One of the incentives is, you know, Phil Craft Mobility leather patch. The first hundred people who pre-order are going to get that. Yeah, cool. A cool leather patch that goes along with the bag. It, that goes along the bag. We will never do that run of, of that patch. And any look, I, I just heard somebody making fun of patches this morning, and I, I think it's comical because the people who make fun of patches probably have never received a patch as an esprit de corps and a, yeah. and an honorable as an honorable thing. Yeah, we saw it in a different way, which was yeah. a military thing where, you know, it's coins, patches and some things like that and law enforcement and and fire departments do that as well. Like every time we train people uh or when we are in the military, like you exchange patches with foreign units, you do that with LE, FD, all that stuff. Yeah. So there's a little bit of history there that's special to us. Yeah, I don't if we give somebody a patch, we're giving them a patch because it's a reason. They're a good dude, and they're we part like of tribe. We like <laughs> we like them. Um so the first hundred is going to get the leather patch. We're never going to do that leather patch again. Uh, we were going to do it PVC, the yeah. rubber. We're actually manufacturing that now. Um, but we'll never do it in leather. So the first hundred get that. The first run of this bag for pre-order is going to be black multicam. Which is super dope. Which by is the way. super yeah. dude. It is fun. It is actually really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. We will never do black multicam in the first gen of this bag offering we, we might do special runs of it right but we'll never offer it as an option or in fact our first options are going to be coyote uh od green or ranger green um regular multicam and right. that's it black multicam or and i'm sorry black as well right and then black multicam will be the first run and it's a limited run yeah um Look, but we reserve the right to come back. And if you guys like it that much, and you like black multicam, then by all means, like let us know. Yeah, and, and we might bring it yeah, back as yeah, a, as exactly. another run. Um, look, we're gonna we're, we're going to release a whole bunch of video and content on this in the next coming weeks. We actually are going to do a couple of teaser videos because we're going to go. Me and Kurt are literally going to throw on the packs. Head out to Overland West. Yeah. Go to the VTX. We're leaving booth. in like an hour. Yeah, we're going to put it on <laughs> on. We're actually put it on vehicles. And show people what it what it does. We're going to show VTX. We're going to show a whole bunch of people. We're going to get it on social media, and we're excited to generate uh, and and for you to understand the value of this product. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And the modern, you know, I, I said it before in the beginning of this podcast, but Fieldcraft's goal and objective uh, as a modern survival company has always been uh, to take 
special operators experience in combat, austere environments, semi-permissive, anything, right, that we did in our careers, leverage that experience to, br- uh, to bring products to the civilian market to help increase their survivability. Um, and that's real. I mean, that's it. That's like increase your survivability through our experiences in both combat and all these different military experiences, bring those ideas to the civilian market, and then, you know, give you guys products that make sense, uh, that increase your survivability. So hope you dig it. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit, you know, this active shooter in Texas and Santa Fe, Texas, I believe it was, um, kid 17, I believe years old, yeah, goes into a school, yeah. shotgun, pistol, 10, yeah, and kills ten people. Nine of them people students, wounded. one of them a teacher. Yeah. A whole bunch of people wounded. Uh, the 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 school actually had uh, school officers that were assigned to. I think two of them. Yeah, they took them into custody. Right. Yeah, one yeah. got shot. One of the uh, police officers was injured. I believe. I don't know if it was a gunshot wound or if it was shrapnel, whatever what what it was. But you know, prayers go out to those victims and uh, the family members of those victims that are dealing with this tragedy. I, I did put on Phil Kraus Survival this morning, the uh, active shooter podcast we did with mentors for military. Right. Look, there's no marketing scheme here, man. Like me and Kurt do what we do. We don't, we're not rich. In fact, we're on our knees right now, which is weird, in a bedroom with a recording this, this podcast horrible, dude. on an iPhone. We're on, yeah, yeah, we're at an Airbnb right now that's literally 10 minutes away from Overland Expo West. And we had this to be able to take a shower. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we're but, here. Yeah, we're here to provide you content, man. We're here to save save lives because that's what we did selflessly in the military, and we didn't we didn't ask for pay to do that. Yeah. And and you know, rarely do we ask for anything in the realm, especially of educating people in active shooting. Yeah, I remember- typically if we do ask, it's because we have an end state that is going to affect people's lives in a positive way. Yeah, so. I, you know. I'm not going to name any names, but we've actually been asked to uh, be part of a marketing campaign for an active shooting uh, educational video. And here's the deal. I will never, we will never as a company make a penny. Me as an individual, Kurt as an individual will never make a penny teaching people how to save their lives in an active shooting and to save their kids. We provide specific narrow education and trauma and gunfighting, et cetera, EDC, EDM all the way. And we'd run these courses full full time. But if we come into your town and we're teaching a, a seminar and it's it's exclusively active shooting uh, or active shooter and how to respond to it, we're educating you for free. And there's no profit or any marketing or any of that shit related yeah. to that. Um, look, if you want to get better educated on it, please listen to that podcast. Take the time to, to get some tidbits of information. Look, not all of it's going to apply to you. There might be a different tactic those are those tactics in which I talked about are our tactics and, and our opinions, which right. will lend the best statistical probability of survival. Well, the other thing, too, is it's going to get you thinking about what's going on. And, you know, our biggest thing is to, again, we bring our experience, leverage it and get you to start thinking about what survival looks like in different situations. And that could be an act, all the way from an active shooter to a natural disaster, a man-made disaster. And it's really just to get you get the creative juices flowing in your own mind. So that way, uh, you know, you are prepared as an individual. If you're the leader of of your family, uh, that you are also uh, coming up and generating those ideas to protect your family as well. And, and, you know, a lot of this is what we do. I mean, every time we do it, there's something else that pops into our brain. And we're like, man, we got to talk about this. You know, this is a common sense answer to something crazy that's going on so yeah yeah we take this stuff serious man we just want to educate you guys and be better be better prepared um 
you know, hey, we have started a YouTube channel. You know, it's it's hit or miss depending on our schedule. Um, but that YouTube channel is the Philcraft Survival Channel. Yeah. Uh, our video guy, Jack, it, it helps us with videos and posting them. You're going to see a lot of the videos um, coming up because uh, something that we had on the back burner is is, uh, is is on hold for a minute. Yeah. And we're going to actually release our training schedule here in, in this week, actually. Um, so if you're staying staying tuned into our social media, it's at Philcraft Survival, uh, which is our IG links. Kurt underscore Team Philcraft. Mine's Mike.A.Glover. Um, also, our network, broad network of brand ambassadors, gunfu fighters, Sam Angos, like all these, all these great people. Yeah, um, they're all linked to Philcraft Survival, so you can find them there. Uh, also, PhilcraftSurvival.us or .com. .com just drives you to .us, yes. yep. um, and you'll be seeing that training schedule, which we'll release on Facebook, which is the Philcraft or Philcraft Survival. Um, yeah. But you'll, we'll release it, tweet it, do all that kind of stuff, so you guys are tracking uh, what's up and coming. The big things. EDC. We yeah. never taught everyday carry. We've never taught a concealed carry course. Yeah. And the reason for that is liability. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of dangerous, <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of danger in doing that kind of stuff. If you have been to our gunfighter pistol uh, course, if you have been vetted by me or Kurt and being trained as a gunfighter pistol course, you will be able to attend our everyday carry courses, which are solely concentrated on EDC and concealed uh, appendix or whatever uh, concealed carry that you utilize. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That you know, hey, again, Fieldcraft Survival's diving in pretty deep on everyday carry, everyday mobility. Our products are designed around that uh, just basic solutions for good people to keep you alive. Absolutely. Hey guys, this is a short episode. Actually, it's right on time almost. Yeah. Um, any, anything else that we need to put out? No. I, hey guys, I just want to remind you, we've got some great business partners out there that are helping make Fieldcraft, uh, you know, more visible to people, which is a good thing for us. Um, some of those companies are Rigid Industries, uh, US Night Vision, VTX Wheels, Front Runner Outfitters, uh, CBI Bumpers has been cool. Pelfrey uh, Built, we Pelf- just talked to them. Yeah, Pelfrey Built is another company that we talked to. Um, and then uh, Snowmaster USA, like we're working with a bunch of different guys. And and hey, here's the deal, like we're not running any uh, junk. I mean, Mike and I definitely check this stuff out before we, uh, you know, before we talk to folks and we make sure that, you know, on our end, if we're going to recommend something that it's reputable. So hopefully you're getting good information out of that. Excited. Don't forget EDM, the Go Light bag, Fieldcraft Survival. It's a back panel, turns into a Go bag. It'll be up on the website soon, available for pre-order. Super stoked about this. Don't miss out. Make sure you get one. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, that will be dropping here soon. And then I'll I'll, I'll actually uh, write a blog about the the kind of interactions and, and the mindset of what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, it's gonna I'm gonna write it for my personal blog called softblog.com. S O F blog.com. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Me and Kurt appreciate what you guys do for us and supporting us. Um, if you uh, want to listen to a good podcast, other uh, uh, a friend of our named friend of ours named Paige. Uh, it's the Deviation Podcast. She right. actually interviewed me on that first podcast and got into the top t- top twenty. Yeah, she was actually number thirteen, and we were number twelve <laughs> on her debut. I was like, "Good damn, we gotta do a podcast." Yeah, we gotta do a podcast. Um, but yeah, ch- go check her out. Thanks, guys, and uh, I guess until next time. Stay alert. Stay alive. Stay alive.